0: Women Taking the Lead, episode 125. Um, we tend to wait until things are absolutely perfect before we take them forth, and that seems to be a characteristic that does not always serve us well.
1: Hello, my name is Jody Flynn, and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now your future awaits. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I am here with Susan Morris, who is a condominium developer in Portland, Maine, and principal of New Height Group, a firm specializing in providing marketing, branding, and business strategy to organizations developing new products and services or repositioning existing ones. Susan is a Maine angel and actively engaged in Maine Startup and Create Week, Women Standing Together, Top Gun, and the House of Genius. She has built and exited from several businesses. Prior to having her own businesses, Susan worked for 13 years for Marriott International. She is a co-author of a college textbook, Hospitality Sales, A Marketing Approach, and serves as a speaker, adjunct professor, and facilitator. Susan, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. (coughs) Humble beginnings. Um, you know, one thought that comes to
0: mind, and it will quickly
1: become uh,
0: clear as I start to speak and say that I am out and about, is that I am very Canadian, and we Canadians are known for being um, somewhat humble and have trouble tooting our own horn and perhaps consider ourselves second-class citizens in the uh, shadow of uh, of the mighty U.S. of, uh, of A. Um, so uh, when I think about being humble, I, I always find that I end up um, finding that it is my Canadian roots and the way I say, oh, sorry, 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 uh, which ap- apparently does not set us up well as women in, uh, in business. Um, but yeah, I, um, I grew up in the hotel world. I started working in restaurants when I was 13 and 14, one of my biggest early jobs was I was responsible for the 52-item salad bar in Mother Tucker's Food Experience Restaurant. And uh, I think at that point in time, I um, became quite detail-oriented, and my creativity and how I managed that salad bar truly popped uh, out Um, And then I uh, did a degree in sociology, which continues to serve me well now, originally thought I was going to be a social worker, and then found um, the hotel industry and found that it really, really got me jazzed. So I've had a long career with Canadian Pacific, Fairmont, Savoy, and Marriott um, hotels, and really consider that is the environment in which I grew up
1: awesome you know in this podcast has a strong canadian listenership too and one of the themes in of this podcast is like women from humble beginnings so i never made that connection before that is quite a possibility and my sister-in-law is can in her family are canadian and they are just lovely lovely people, like salt of the earth, good people. Couldn't say enough about them. Well, Susan, my goodness, you have come a long way. And I love your story of Mother Tucker's restaurant. <laughs> Going back, I'm also a waitress as well in my my early life. So what I'm hearing in your story is like you had those humble beginnings, but you you've kind of pivoted in your career and you've come a long way, gained a lot of confidence over time. But I'm interested in a time when you were playing small, right? When you were undervaluing what you were capable of, and you probably didn't realize it at the time. It was probably only in retrospect that you thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I was so capable of so much more than I thought I was at that time. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned.
0: Sure. Um, and I think I truly did, and I continue often, to suffer from uh, what we call the imposter syndrome, that voice in the head that is saying, "Do I really belong here? When will they find out that I am not worthy? Um, and I think if I could do one thing for uh, for women, it would be have enough syringes of self-confidence to give everybody a a, a dose of um, of it. Um, For me, uh, I think there were a couple of moments when I realized that maybe I was selling myself short. Um, The one that comes forefront to uh, to mind, and I still get pretty riled um, about this when I I hear about it, but shame on me, is that um, within my Marriott career, I evolved to a point where I was responsible for huge accounts within uh, Marriott, IBM, Hewlett-Packard, tens of millions of dollars a year, serving all of their uh, their needs from meetings to travel to you know, conventions, incentive travel, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and it was the first time that uh, anyone had been assigned a full account management um, strategy to test out concepts. Um, and I did unbelievable research with the team, and I just merrily was going along doing the good work. Um, and then I had the chance to move on to another uh, another position, and um, I learned through, uh, through the grapevine um, that uh, the man who had replaced me in that position had very quickly packaged the work that I had done, put his name upon it, and gone forth within the Marriott world doing presentations on uh, the work that he had done. And it was so earth-shattering to me um, that anybody would do this. Um, It it took me a long time um, to recover, and um, the lessons learned, wow, Um, (laughs) 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 there are so many. But I think that one that stands out is the idea that, um, like it or not, we all need to take responsibility for marketing ourselves. Uh, within an organization, and it can be upwards as well as downwards and sideways, Um, and that it may not be where we wish to spend our time, but if we do not take credit for work done, um, it will not serve us well or serve well the people that follow uh, us. And I think also when I look back and think, why didn't I? Part of it was that it was still in my mind work in progress, and so the other lesson I learned from that, and I think I've continued to learn, is there's a balance of when work is ready to go public um, and when you still have I's to dot and T's to cross. And I find it for myself and many other of my gender, um, we tend to wait until things are absolutely perfect before we take them forth. And that seems to be a characteristic that does not always serve us well.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I think by now I've talked several times um, in different episodes about the research that was done where but w- between uh, they had women and men who were um, asked to, you know, look at a job that was up, um, that was open. And you had to meet, say, 10 criteria to apply for the job. And the men applied if they met half of the criteria and the women, it was like eight or nine out of 10, at least before they would even consider applying for that position. It's that same feeling of like, I have to be super qualified. What I put out there has to be perfect. It can't be questioned. And I agree with you, Susan. And I loved right before we started this interview, when I asked, are you ready? And you're like, as ready as I'm going to be, let's do it. Like well, <laughs> We're just going to go forth and, and see what we end up with, you know, taking on that mentality of, I'm, I'm just going to do my best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I keep a, um, a board of, of fun things uh, up in front of uh, me in my office. And one of the expressions that I try to live uh, by is um, perfect is the enemy of done. <laughs> um, and I, I am also um, in business with my, uh, my husband and have been for 12 years, which some people would consider an absolute miracle. Um, some days we think it's a miracle too, but it really does seem to go well. But uh, my husband does exemplify that sometimes 80% is good enough and i to this day am not sure that i can name anything i have done paid work or pro bono where i haven't given it at least 120% it just doesn't seem to be in my being so that is one of my ongoing growth areas you know perfect is the enemy of done susan mm-hmm.
1: And just knowing that that's an area for you to work on, you know, allows you to have that awareness going forth that if you find yourself not, you know, pushing something out and allowing it to be out in the world, you can catch yourself and make a different decision, even if you're not doing it perfectly, right? That you're just working towards this. And I have to go back to your story of, you know, having a coworker who, um, a gentleman, I guess is is what we'll call him, um, who took credit for your work. And I, I want to go back over this because I, I see this time and again, Not not that people are having their work stolen, but women who are not giving themselves credit for the work that's done and letting it be known to their boss and their coworkers. I think partly because we're brought up not to brag to do things quietly and with humility. And I think that's fine when you're serving mankind, right? If you're doing service to the community and stuff like that, or just doing good works to do good works, that's great. You need to shut that off when you're in your career or when you're in your business, and not that you're bragging, but to give yourself credit for work done, because of things like that can happen. And not just that someone could steal your work, but that someone would just not even know what you're contributing. So you're not considered when it comes time for promotions and hiring and, you know, um, great projects and things of that nature. So for my clients or even people, women who are not my clients who, who talk about, you know, I'm not getting appreciated at work. I'm, I'm constantly saying document what you're doing and submit it like a memo (laughs) to your boss to just say, Hey, I just wanted to keep you in the loop with what's going on. Like put it out there just to, as, as a, um, a way to just Keep communication strong, and then it won't feel like you're bragging, but you have to let it be known what you're doing.
0: You're, you're right. And, and then I think the reaction many of us have afterwards is to this day, I look at it as uh, I blame myself. I think what could I have done differently? Um, it, it, I think we also have the tendency to bring um, the downside upon our uh, upon ourselves and it can have um, have repercussions um, I was with Marriott for a, a long time I held nine different uh, jobs moved seven times um, in 13 years and they were without a doubt the best 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 um, years of my life. Some people maybe think college are the time where you really grow and have opportunity. Without a doubt, um, my 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 life has been shaped, and much of what I know today I very much owe to Bill Marriott, and I can't say enough good things. However, I'm leading into. <laughs> <laughs> um, two stories that um, are quite different from my, uh, my first one, where um, the reason I am not with Marriott uh, today um, are, are really because I had some true wake-up experiences. Um,
1: yes, it, go into your wake-up yeah, call. Yeah, my
0: wake-up call. Um, I will never forget the day, uh, that I went for a job and I was competing against, um, two men for the, uh, the position. Um, and, um, I walked into my boss's office after it had been announced uh, that the position was not given to me, and I I, I can remember this so clearly. I walk in and say, I I just need to understand um, why is it that X person received this job? I thought that I was the better qualified person for it. What have I missed? And he looked at me and almost sarcastically said, oh, Susan, so-and-so, he's married and he has two kids to put through college. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I was, oh my, you have got to be kidding me. I, I mean, how do you even respond to that as a single female um, who um, it was pretty obvious, so, right, That right, that, that was the answer. Um, So that was one of my moments of, okay, one strike against you, Marriott. Um, and then the next job that I, uh, I went for um, and I did not, uh, did not get, um, again, when on paper it would seem as though I was the better qualified person for, and at this point it was leading um, one of the brands that Marriott had, uh, had launched, and, and this really was one of my, uh, my final moments when um, I realized that um, there were only a few people between me and Bill Marriott um, however, um, it, uh, the, all of those people were white men. Um, and as I looked around a table at the people that, um, were landing these new positions and I was not going to be one of them getting the promotion, leading this brand, um, I realized and some conversations also helped me realize that at a certain point in time, especially as you go higher in an organization, Or within the world or whatever, that people are more comfortable with people who think like them um, and who they consider um, some of their own. And if you challenge some of those beliefs, um, it, it does not always go over well. And I'll just add to uh, to that, Jody, that um, I, I had the great treat of being able to launch forth and and join a very small firm and be a partner in it after um, leaving uh, leaving Marriott. And it was interesting to me in the year or two afterwards with the Marriott folks that rallied around me and those that seemed a little cool when I saw them and couple of people mentioned to me that the reason for it is that uh, one person said, oh, Susan, don't you realize that all those people that you left um, in that boardroom a year or two ago to carry forth within the Marriott world, they feel trapped because they are married and they have wives and they have children and they have mortgages and they see you as someone who has the freedom and the talent to go forth and do things that they themselves cannot. And that was also a real sort of wow for, uh, for me. So um, there, you, there you go, take that as you will. Those were just, are just some of my reflections on my aha moments um, as I have tried to grow as a person, a leader, and as a woman.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like you, you've since then, you've pivoted to doing work where you have more say over your own future and the work that you do and have kind of geared more towards smaller firms since then. And correct me if I'm wrong.
0: No, I think um, that is, that is the case. Um, I did, uh, I I, since leaving Marriott have bounced between large corporate VP, global strategy kind of jobs, um, having my own small firm with employees. And then um, at this point um, my only the only person I'm in business with is my uh, my husband um, who by the way I just have to make a side comment and it's kind of amusing and this comes to mind because I'm on a panel next week that is um, women in construction product uh, and um, project management and really focusing on industries that are typically male dominated and I was asked to be on the panel um, because my title is that I am a developer and it is unusual we are a minority to be a female developer when they called me um, without even thinking I, uh, I I, I, they said you know we want you to do this and I said, oh you don't want me I'm the last one to be on that panel I mean after all I married into this and then I had to sort of call myself <laughs> like, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. I retract that statement um, but what I do want to acknowledge um, is when I think about how we all manage our leadership roles, one thing I have to give credit to my husband chip for um but I also have to fault him is that, I um, there are areas that I am continue to be weak in, and I'm really going to put it in a terrible gender specific kind of way of the, oh, you know, quite honestly, the numbers are not my favorite part. Um, Let's get real. I came up through sociology and I thrive on watching human behavior and I can package experiences and products like there's no tomorrow and talk about trends and all of these things. But um, I don't thrive on analyzing the numbers. And I realized that what I've done to make sure I don't have to grow too much in that world, is I married a guy who is a walking calculator and can do an Excel spreadsheet in two seconds flat. So I I, I sort of have to to acknowledge that I guess we all have ways um, that we make up for what our, our voids are. And that is one that I have done
1: Yes. And, you know, there's something to be said, though, also of knowing what your strengths are and then rather investing a lot of time and energy to try to get our weaknesses from, you know, say a three on a scale of one to ten to a five right, which is still pretty mediocre, you hire or find people and align with people who are really good at the things that you are not good at. And so you don't waste your time and energy on those things and rather put it lean into your strengths yeah. and do more of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things that we all have to look at is we sort of and I don't even know what a career path is anymore. You know, you mentioned the idea. I I, um, I have loved my experiences in large organizations, um, and I have also loved my um, my ability to be a true entrepreneur. Although I guess I always took entrepreneurial roles in large uh, large companies as um, as well. But that that's a that that's another uh, another chapter. We won't uh, we won't go uh, go there. Um, better to get me back on track.
1: Okay. So ba- being back on track, this is actually a good segue because one of the questions I always love to ask my guests is about their leadership style. Because as we were just talking about, we're all so different and we have different strengths. Now, there are certain things with leadership that are the same no matter who you are. You got to have good communication skills. You got to know how to you know build relationships um, and, and have listening as a part of your communication skill. But there are nuances between all of these things. So Susan, how would you describe your or leadership style.
0: Okay. Um, let me say, because I, I think you have touched on some of the ones that are, I, I don't think you can lead if you are not able to articulate a vision, if you're not able to rally people to mm-hmm. feel that they believe in your mission and also that they themselves have a role to play in, uh, in it. Um, so I think those are that if, uh, na- obvious Uh, components of of leadership. I suppose that what perhaps differentiates my style is, well, um, let's get real. I am an exceedingly verbal person. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways I seem to be able to lead is that I am quite proactive in being the person to throw out a concept or idea, recognizing fully well that my goal in doing so is at least it gives people something to which they may react. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be uh, would be one uh, one thing. I also I pride myself on my ability to change my mind um, and be convinced quite easily to take a different direction. So once I have perhaps, articulated a a vision, thrown out ideas. I'm so open to um, the the reactions and input people have to it. I am a very, very, very curious person. Love to hear other people's perspectives. Nothing makes my day more than having a paradigm that I have totally shattered. And then I'm quick (laughs) to sort of pivot, I guess is the, the word and say, okay, now I get it. And let's move forward. And that probably is the other thing that I think myself and many women are very good at is that we are able to think through from strategy all the way to the minute details of execution and we all know that the devil is in the details so we're able to take a concept and I think I probably my biggest success always has been um, my ability to bring it into fruition with measurable results and having most of the players all feel very happy that they were part of the experience
1: mm, and you, you know I just kept getting visuals while you were talking Susan because I've seen you in action doing this because I've attended a main House of Genius event where an entrepreneur had kind of talked about their business and we were throwing out ideas. And I've seen you do that where you just threw an idea out there just to see what they would say. And how they reacted to the idea, not that the idea was the right idea. It was just an idea to get the conversation started. And as you were describing your leadership style, I could see this like 3D holistic approach that you like to take to look at something from all angles so that, you know, you come to, you know, the best solution for now. To move forward with and having that open mind to not have your ideas be set in stone, but rather like play with the ideas and just see what's possible.
0: Yeah, well, I think there was a compliment in there, Jody, and I accept it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I have more compliments because I've also seen you in a group, I'll say this about you too, with, um, I don't know, you You didn't mention this in your leadership style, but this this is just what I've seen because I've had a chance to interact and with you and observe you in large groups that you're very energetic. You know, you get people excited, you get people going, and you really always make people feel very smart. And very good. I know that's the way I felt around you. Like, I just felt seen, heard, respected um, and excited. That's that's the emotional wake you leave behind with people from what I've seen.
0: Well, then I guess we're just going to rule the world. Watch <laughs> out.
1: I'm watching you. I see you taking over. So I actually, said I said we there's no <laughs> time Oh, Susan, I'll join you in that. I'm going to take over the world, too. So (laughs) we'll be good partners. So so that's a great segue to my next question, which is, what is something you're working on right now that you're really excited about?
0: Oh, without a doubt, it is... um, Uh, we're doing another uh, condominium, and this one's called Luminato, and our theme is about living light, um, and we are motivated by the uh, the opportunity to provide some really exciting housing in uh, the east end of, uh, of Portland, um, and we're trying some new concepts. Uh, the idea of living light is that if you live in some bright, great space, perhaps you might live in smaller space. If you have access to other amenities in the in the building and we're doing a little community building as we uh, as we design it, but we're doing things like including a guest room like you find in a hotel so that when you have friends or family visiting, you can use it. We're putting a community room in so that if you do work from home, you've got an alternative space to be in or somewhere to hang. We're putting a fitness room in, a rooftop terrace. So um as I mentioned earlier, my background is sociology and I can't help myself Um, every day. I just look around at how people are living and how they're getting their work done and how they're choosing to spend the leisure time, however little it may be. Um, And I just love figuring out what products and services already exist or could exist to serve people uh, well. So that really has me jazzed. And um, at this point in time, we have got more women buyers than male buyers, um, and that just tickles me pink.
1: Oh, I love that, and you know, the, it. I love that the it's designed to to bring the community together. That there will be interact casual interactions so that you're getting to know your neighbors and the people you're living around. Rather than, I've seen some of these apartment buildings where unless you pass somebody in the hall, you could probably not meet your neighbor for months. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you're, you're absolutely uh, right. And, um, wish us, wish us well so far, so good, but it is a new concept. Um, and some people are having a little bit of trouble wrapping their, uh, their arms, uh, around it, but, um, I, I, I think it's going to be a go.
1: Yeah. We can get the word out about that. No problem. So, all right, Susan, now we're going to do a quick leadership roundup. So, tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader?
0: I am going to say that it is my curiosity about the world and also the people with whom I get to interact. Um, and I, I, I think you said it earlier. I, I am a, I, My style is what you see is what you get. I don't think pretentious is a, per, a word that anyone would ever use. And I think that that does. Um, allow me to build relationships rally people and you know, i have this group that um, i don't know it's almost become a movement it's um i i call it women who get stuff done um and uh <laughs> it's sort of a rallying call and it's amazing um how many people seem to respond to that so um as you said earlier i am a high energy person and uh, Um, That seems to be something that people like to tag along with. So uh, as long as uh, we use it in, in a way that will be productive for mankind, I think that's okay.
1: All right. I love it. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership?
0: Hands down, it is Women Don't Ask. Um, which is written by Linda Badcock and uh, her co-author, um, Sarah, I think you pronounce her last name, Chevre, but I'm never, I'm a, being from the French part of Canada, I'm never sure how she pronounces it. But um, it is a book done by two women who did serious research on the impact of women not asking for, whether it is raises, um, aspects to their job, or even for help around the household. And it blows the mind. One of the opening stats that they always uh, give whenever they do one of their presentations or in the book is that if a person, a woman, does not negotiate her starting salary well, she may give up easily half a million dollars in her career. but um, yeah, it just, uh, that would be the one book. And now there's workshops and all kinds of things built around it. Um, and it's actually, you know, here you go. It's it's how passe. I think it was written probably 10 years ago. And to this day, I have not read another business book, if you will, that um, I found so many pages. I was saying, oh, yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. I'm adding it to my list. I've got to read this one. And Susan, what advice would you give your younger self? I think that
0: it is the idea that at some point you do toss in the towel. Um, And I have, I have, I have hung on too long. I have had that, uh, that attitude of surely I can help this change. Surely I can make this happen. So um, I, I am not, I'm not a, I'm not a person that I, I would, I don't pray every day, but I do have a belief in that serenity prayer, that idea of may I have the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And as I look back, I think that I hung in too long in too many work situations thinking that I could come up with a way to change whatever scenario I was in and I should have moved on sooner. So I guess yeah. it's knowing knowing that balance of, uh, of when to stay and when to go.
1: Yeah. And it's a very intuitive process. You have to know yourself and you have to be keenly aware of what what is possible and have the facts straight to make those decisions. But first and for- foremost, it requires checking in with yourself. Like, is it time?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. All right. And these, by the way, Jody, it's funny because, um, um, uh, listeners may think that this is
0: totally planned, but I, I do just, I, I keep, I suppose it's an inspiration board. I don't know what it is, but I do keep a board in my office. So it's pretty easy because I just look up and at different <laughs> times in the day and go, what applies now? Yeah. And um, I, I have to go with two, but I'll make them quick for you because one is very deep and the other makes me smile. Um, so the deep one is uh, a quote uh, from uh, Emerson and it is, do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And that um, that to me is just uh, something that I, I – I seem to, uh, to live, uh, live by. So that is my deeper uh, one. And the other one, it's actually on a little cocktail napkin, um, and it's special to me because my mother gave it to me, and my other mother was the ultimate volunteer and uh, truly a role model for me. But she certainly didn't live up to the expression, which is that it's on this cocktail napkin. It says, stop me before I volunteer again. <laughs> and so when I received it from, uh, from her she lived in, uh, in Canada and I called her and said you need to buy the store out um, and uh, she has been gone I think it's three years now but um, I did receive a carton of these and I carefully hand them out to my women comrades saying you need to read this um, so uh, th- those are the ones that uh, come to mind in terms of mantras that I live by
1: I think that is perfect advice for the women we all know who are doing too much, but keep saying yes when they should be saying no. So I love it. And lastly, Susan, what is the best way for this community to connect with you?
0: Um, well, um, the, an easy way is to go to uh, my company website, and that is newheightgroup.com. Um, and that is a, an easy way to uh, find out a little bit more about me, what I'm up to, etc. And um, I, uh, I am an email person, and my email is Susan V.
1: Morris at newheightgroup.com. Nice. And for those listening, you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you.
0: Wonderful. And Jody, you're an amazing facilitator. Thank you. I've enjoyed our conversation.
1: Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate.